This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, The Hartford, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, today we're coming to you from the Ringler Associates annual meeting out in sunny, beautiful Newport Beach, California. And considering we're going to get a lot of snow in Boston, it's a great place to be. Well, today on Ringler Radio, we're going to discuss what is, frankly, a very troubling case of sexual molestation by a teacher at a California elementary school and the investigation of sexual abuse of Hispanic students in the Los Angeles Unified School District. We'll hear from one of the attorneys who has led the charge in cases of sexual abuse against children such as this, and he's really a legal champion for the innocent uh, all over California and elsewhere. But before we get into details of this case, let me uh, introduce my Ringler colleague and co-host from San Diego, Manny Valdez. Manny Valdez uh, Jr. has been with Ringler Associates since 2002, creating structured settlements in many types of uh, cases, including MedMal and Workers' Comp. So, Manny, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry. It's a uh, pleasure to be here and looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, school is supposed to be a safe environment for our children. But in a shocking case out of Los Angeles, Forrest Stoby, a teacher at Queen Anne Elementary School, pleaded no contest to continuous sexual abuse of a child younger than 14 and two counts of a lewd act on a child in September 2011. In December 2012, a jury awarded $23 million to the young child in this case, and the Los Angeles Unified School District must pay $6.9 million in damages for its failure to provide proper supervision. So with that as backdrop, let's welcome our guest today, who will give us more details and insight into this growing legal case in California. And so joining us is uh, attorney Stephen Esty, founding partner of Esty & Bomberger LLC in San Diego. In February of 2012, Steve was named Trial Attorney of the Year by the Consumer Attorneys of San Diego for his many outstanding efforts. And in 2010, Steve obtained a $30 million jury verdict for a victim of sexual abuse in California. This is believed to be the largest single plaintiff verdict for a victim of sexual abuse. Steve, thanks for joining us today and welcome to Ringo Radio. Thanks for having me, Larry. Well, you know, Steve, this is a, uh, a difficult story, but uh, sadly, it's emblematic of a growing problem across the country. Uh, teachers abusing students and uh, bringing those perpetrators to justice is a complex uh, problem, and not to mention the heart-wrenching stories about the, about the children themselves whose lives are shattered in many of these cases. Steve, why don't you give our audience uh, a bit of background? How did, uh, how did these cases get started? Well, usually they get started by the, the perpetrator um, getting access to the children, and what the perpetrator will do, he'll, he'll groom them. In other words, he will gain their trust, uh, and then he'll start to push boundaries. Uh, and if he's able to push the boundaries and not have any repercussions, no consequences, um, then he'll, he'll go to the point where the molests begin. And usually he'll tell the, the children that the, it's their secret, stuff like that, and not to tell anyone. 
The uh, the jury in uh, December awarded uh, twenty three million to your client, um, possibly the largest case for a single victim in a molestation case. What can you tell us about this case? This case involved a, a ten year old little boy who um, who was sodomized by his fifth grade teacher. And the sad thing uh, about the case, there are many sad things, uh, obviously, but the school district had notice uh, that this teacher, Stobie, uh, was a bad guy. Uh, a year or two before uh, our incidents began, he was caught taking a little 10-year-old little girl in, in his car, personal vehicle, uh, off school premises, and the principal didn't do anything about it. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, a uh, little 10-year-old little girl again, um, he grabbed her, her, her buttocks and was playing with her hair. And that was reported to the principal, and, and nothing was done. Uh, at the same time, the principal was aware that Stoby was having these private one-on-one lunch parties with my client in his classroom uh, with no one else around. And that's where the molest began. Uh, so it, it's very perplexing and very troubling when you have a school district administrator, administration that has notice or red flags of problems and they don't do anything about it. Well, it's it's really uh, unbelievable for a lot of us who are listening to to think that a principal would observe some of these acts and yet not not act on them. Uh, is that indicative of this particular principal, or do you find that in a lot of these cases people just don't want to uh, make waves? Unfortunately, it, it, it if you look at our society in general, you look at the Penn State case um, and, mm. and you look at this case we just litigated, a lot of it has to do with public relations. Um, in this case, the, the teacher was close to retirement, um, and LAUSD has a problem, uh, as you know by reading the papers, of um, molesters being in the system, and they don't want to really deal with it. Uh, they don't want to address the red flags, and unfortunately, that puts the, the children uh, at risk. Well, you know, it doesn't start and stop in Los Angeles. You were also involved in another molestation-related uh, case out, in, out of San Jose, California, back in 2010. And, you know, with all the cases you're, you're dealing with, how, how difficult is it for you to take on these cases with all their, with all their elements of uh, disgust? It's, it's very difficult on one hand, but it's also very satisfying uh, on another hand. And, and the reason why I say that is that people and entities um, whose job it is to keep our children safe have to be held accountable. Uh, and that's what we do at SD and Bombergers. We hold school districts, we hold churches, we hold uh, foster family agencies accountable. Uh, and the, the San Jose case that you, you mentioned, um, what happened in that case is that the, the county of Santa Clara decided to outsource its foster family um, operations, in other words, to, to private entities, and just pay them to, to screen the, the foster parents, supervise and monitor and make sure the kids are okay. Well, that they did that, and and they quickly realized that the the private foster family agencies were not doing their job, uh, and and unfortunately, in my my uh, client's case, his foster father um, repeatedly sexually molested him for over four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost 500 acts of sexual molestation, and again, there was complaints from the kids in the house about the the foster father doing things to them, and these red flags went unnoticed, or not unnoticed. They they just didn't pay attention to him. They didn't follow up on him. Um, and so I was happy that in that case, the jury came back with, with a large verdict, obviously. But um, the Sa- county of Santa Clara changed the way they do their foster family operations now. They brought it oh, back okay. into the county. And so from where I sit, that's also a, a very gratifying uh, aspect of what I do. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to have the money, but to change the whole policy and the way they deal with the issue 
is probably the the best of all results. It is, and you know the the the, the money is obviously a, a great aspect of it. But for for my client, uh, for my clients, whenever we get a big verdict like that, it's um it's got a therapeutic effect because what it is is twelve members of the community standing up and saying, you know what, what happened to you was wrong. Right. This was bad, and you know what, you didn't have anything to do with this. This, this was not your fault. Uh, and I think that that is a very very important aspect of the healing process, and also. I think it puts the shame back where it belongs. It puts the shame on the perpetrator. It puts the shame on the entity that allowed this to happen to to a young child. And not on the victim. Right, exactly. And Steve, kind of uh, circling back around to uh, the case here against uh, L.A., um, the attorneys for the school insisted that there were no credible evidence that uh, Stowe posed a threat to the children. What is the school's legal responsibility when it comes to protecting our children? You know, the school's legal obligation is that they have to keep our children safe while they're um, in their custody. And that's for obvious reasons. Every every day as parents, when we go drop our children off at school, we have to trust that the school district's done its job in, in terms of screening um, the teachers and in terms of, of, of monitoring and supervising the teachers. Uh, because we have to rely. We don't, have any, we don't have any other choice. And so the law recognizes that. And that law also recognizes that if the school district does not... Um, keep a child safe while it's on the premises, that they can be held responsible in, in a case like this. Yeah. And, and in this case, they, they were uh, held responsible and, and they awarded uh, you know, $6.9 million for their failure to uh, supervise properly. Let's take a look at the, the liability of the, the school. Yeah, the school is going to be held resp- is, 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 uh, responsible for a large portion of, of the judgment because of the fact that they had notice, that the, the principal had notice of the um, Stoby taking the little girl in his car. Uh, and that was against school policy for obvious reasons. And, and they had noticed that he was he had, he had grabbed a little girl's buttocks. And they had noticed that he was having these private lunch parties with uh, with my client. And so ha- it, it's kind of like the, the, the fox in the hen house, you know. We all know these predators are out there. Uh, and, and just like a, a farmer knows that fox's job basically is to eat the chicken. So it's it's his job to keep the foxes out of the hen house. It's the school's job to keep the predators away from the children. And so when they don't do that, um, they can be held responsible. Well, you know, uh, Steve, these cases we're reading about are, are not just one school in L.A. They're, they really involve uh, several schools, and some are calling for a system-wide investigation. Some are even saying that there's a, especially an abusive environment for Hispanic uh, children in the school system, and I know they make up a big proportion of the of the uh, student population. But uh, what's your uh, take on whether or not that part of the population is being ignored? And, and tell us about uh, the whole issue of an investigation uh, for the whole system. That's a good point because I think the, the LA USD is broken uh, in that respect because this seems to be some sort of an epidemic. Uh, we are hearing new cases all the time. Uh, and and the, the problem is, the biggest problem that I see in dealing with these cases is that these perpetrators, they look for their most vulnerable. That's where they go. And, and then they go to the the children who come from broken homes and, and um, who maybe have, you know, single parent um, situation and who, um, you know, that parent works. And so they're able to... Um, groom those children a little easier. That was the Penn State situation too. Didn't Sandusky go after the, the, the kids who had broken homes or they were in foster homes and, and, and some uh, other charitable areas? Exactly. You see a pattern uh, like yeah. this uh, across the board. And so uh, unfortunately, um, it looks like a lot of this 
that happened, the Miramontes case was in a, a Latino neighborhood, and the most recent one, the, the Pimento Pimento case, again, is in lower socioeconomic um, neighborhoods. And so it's it's not going to stop until the district takes it seriously. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hope they get the message with these verdicts that they need to take their job of keeping our kids seriously. And I think there's even been some, some comments made that, you know, because of your verdict and um, what they awarded, that in some of these other cases with LAUSD, that they're going to take these other matters more seriously, hopefully this time around. What are some of your comments in that regard? Well, that's interesting. I just had lunch with a detective who testified in our case, and um, he heads up the, the child, uh, the sex abuse uh, unit up for the LAPD. And uh, he was telling me how he had recently, within the last two weeks, just got a call from the, the district superintendent wanting him wanting to know what kind of red flags they should be looking for and wanted him to do some training with their administrators. So It's about time, huh? It's about time. Yeah, I mean, you'd think they would have done that before, but look, if it, if it affects change, I mean, going forward, I mean, that's, that's a great thing. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, let's take a quick break right now, but be back in a minute with attorney Steve Esty and my co-host Manny Valdez Jr. right here on Ringo Radio. We'll be right back. You can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose from almost 200 topics. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, a claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen. Today, I'm joined by my colleague and co-host, Manny Valdez Jr. from San Diego, and our attorney, Stephen Esty, also from San Diego, founding partner of Esty and Bomberger. Well, we're discussing the disturbing story of sexual abuse in the Los Angeles Unified School District and about by many of the teachers there and several who have really resulted in some significant verdicts. Steve, just last week, more claims of students being abused were filed. Uh, how large are these cases going to get as you look down the road? There, there's a few ongoing cases that are that have broken recently. Um, the Miramontes case involved a teacher who was um, putting sperm on cookies and crackers and blindfolding the kids and having them eat it, which is just mm-hmm. horrific. And so though, there's about 125 uh, students that were affected by the Miramontes case, but more recently, I mean, within the last couple of weeks, there was a guy named Pimentel who um, abused, sexually abused between 12 and 20 uh, children that were in his classroom. So it, it's, I think on a national level, it's, an, it, it's got some national attention, but it's going to get bad for LAUSD before it gets better. And, and, and even, you know, besides uh, LAUSD, Steve, you've just recently been involved um in a case uh, down in San Diego. And so it's, it's not just school districts or 
foster homes. Um, this was involving a, a church. Yeah, correct. It was a, the, the Rock Church uh, Academy, and it's, it was the, the school arm of the church. But same or similar circumstances. You've got a, a teacher who, in this case, was having movie day every Friday, but turning out all the lights and um, closing the door. And, you know, a year before everything broke, in our case, another teacher walked in, and, they, and he had a little girl in his lap, and, and he had his fingers and her privates and he basically just dropped her and the teacher went and reported the, the, the principal but the principal didn't do any did, didn't they're mandated reporters they have to go to the sure. police yeah and he didn't do it he just said don't no, don't have any more movie days with the lights out and it continued for another week another year yeah and, and you know we you kind of talked about just you know even in la them them trying to get some additional education or policies in place um you know whether it's uh, the penn state the catholic church stuff um, all these molestation cases have taken center stage. Um, what do you think needs to happen within our schools and, and society to uh, prevent these incidents? Um, awareness, education, going to the police, as you just mentioned. Well, first off, we have to recognize that the sexual predators are out there, and, and they've been out there, and, and they are con- continue to be out there. So with that in mind, we have to make the safety of our children a number one priority. And I, I don't mean just lip service. This seriously has to be the number one priority for our churches, for our schools, for our foster um, agencies. And then with that, you need to take the red flag seriously and not worry so much about the public relations aspect of it. You have to worry about the safety of the children and act when you get complaints that are red flags or maybe smoke. When there's smoke, there's fire. And that's what we've seen across the board in these cases. That there, It wasn't just an isolated deal. There were signs that were ignored for whatever reason. And you and your firm are strong advocates uh, for victims of sexual abuse. What can the parents do to protect their children? Um, I think you and I talked about uh, this previously, Manny, about um, how the, the predators are out there. And I, before I got into this, I didn't think it was such a big problem, but I realize now that it's, it's a huge problem. And as parents, we need to make sure that we're on the lookout, too, um, and that you, you have, have conversations with your children and let them know that, you know, what are bad things that they need to tell us? You know, if, if someone comes up to them and touches them in the wrong place, that we need to know and you need to tell mom and dad. So you need to educate your children. And then you need to be on the lookout too. You know, if some, if a, if a, a, a man um, who's not necessarily within your inner circle is paying a lot of attention to your child, you better keep an eye on that because um, mm-hmm. that's what they do. They, the perpetrators will groom the children. Sometimes they'll groom the parents too to get close to them and then that way they can have their way with the child. You know, it's funny, Steve. Uh, I've noticed now that we all tend to, because of all this, because of the cases you've had here and, and the others we mentioned, uh, we kind of look with a little bit more of a skeptical eye when we see a coach uh, maybe with young kids and taking them off in, in these various gymnasiums. And uh, I, I know it's uh, it doesn't feel good to have to think that way, but I think what you said is, is real, that it's a real problem. And, you know, you never thought it was as big as it was until you got into it. What about when you talk about parents protecting kids? What about the whole area of the internet? I know the internet is uh, there's a lot of th- things going on out there where kids, even on certain websites that they don't even know they're being uh, watched on the Facebooks, etc. That somehow names are disclosed and then uh, things happen. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, a uh, friend of ours was in an amusement park. And he had two or three kids with him, and all of a sudden, one of them, one of them was called out, like Andy, by a stranger. 
And Andy turned around and walked over to this stranger, and then he happened to, it got caught. You know, it, it got disclosed, it, it was discerned, and so it was stopped. But he, he learned his name was Andy because it was printed on the back of his backpack. Oh, you know, man. so uh, they took all the names off the backpacks because they said that that's how predators sometimes will, will feign familiarity by calling a name because they've seen it. So there's so much out there. There's so much to, pre- to protect against. How do we do it? There is. And you know what? If you look at, again, if you look at the patterns, these guys, these predators, you know, they don't go volunteer to work at the old folks' home, okay? There you go. They go They go to where they're, I mean, I'll say the fishing's good, but they go to the Boy Scouts. You know, they go to um, foster care, and, and they go to churches and schools where they, they have access to little children. And so, again, that comes down to whatever entity is responsible um, for the child's safety while he or she is in their care, and also the parents. And it's kind of a combination approach, but um, it's definitely something that... I think now is, is is more on the radar of people, uh, and so I think going forward, hopefully, uh, we can prevent or, or eliminate some of this um, activity from happening. Well, you know, Steve, uh, to sum it up, when, when people sometimes complain about lawyers, I mean, if not for lawyers pursuing these cases, whether it was against the church or Penn State or here in L.A. Uh, or down in San Diego, uh, that'd be that'd be unknown. That'd be It would be under the rug, and I, I think that... Uh, you know, what the what the legal community has done and, and the whole system has done in trying to elevate the knowledge and the awareness of this has been uh, tremendous. And sometimes it just takes getting hit significantly in the pocketbook of some of these organizations to make them create policies or change policies that were uh, hurting them in the past. Yeah, unfortunately, that's been the case. But um, I, I do take a, a lot of pride in the fact that when you present these cases to 12 people in the community, that they stand up and say, not here, not not in this community. We're not going to tolerate this. And I do think those verdicts send a message uh, and hopefully will affect change in the LAUSD. Well, we wish you the best of luck in pursuing all these cases, and uh, our thoughts are with you. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, Steve, how would they do that? Um, we have a website. That's sd Um And we're, our main office is in San Diego, and uh, we, well, we try cases throughout the state. Uh, as Manny pointed out, you know, we're, we're trying cases in Northern California, Southern California, wherever. Uh, and we actually do some work nationwide, but um, yeah, sd-bomberger.com. Terrific. And Manny, how about yourself? Somebody wanted to talk to you. How would they get a hold of you? Well, you can always uh, find me through uh, ringlerassociates.com. We have all of the email and uh, telephone numbers on the website, so that'd be the best place to go. Well, that's terrific. And uh, any of our listeners out there should know that ringlerassociates.com is a terrific website to go to. It's got a lot of great information. As Manny said, all of the Ringler Associates uh, are out there. You can, uh, you can contact any of them at any time. And uh, you can also download any Ringler radio show. There, we've got hundreds of shows on there. We've been doing this for several years now, and uh, tr- tremendous topics. I encourage you to do that. And you can uh, download it from either ringlerassociates.com, ringlerradio.com, or legaltalknetwork.com. And, of course, you can subscribe to Ringler Radio and iTunes and uh, listen as you work all day long with those little buds in your ears. All right, so uh, Steve, again, thank you very much for uh, all of your uh, great information today. Manny, thanks for being a great co-host. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. And for all the rest of you out there, go have a great, great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. 
celebrating its seventh year on Legal Talk Network with over a million listeners. Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.